Write my name on the back of my belt Believe there's a God to save me from hell And dirt roads are made for country boys like me They took her baby Don't believe in politically correct She had her baby If you want a piece of me CPS tucker Better have a set A rifle and a four-wheel drive is all I need Okay, let's get me a rhythm! January. Nelson's gonna let him bleed today. He's going in the shop. And it's good for you. Take your Terramax today. President Business embellished by a cloud of drones descending from the sky. That's the most disorganized. I would never let my kids read Chronicle to SU. Let's get up. I said, Nelson's bleed today. And I'll say it right to the camera, stop it. You want to do this right now? I write to the propaganda for the right wing. You are fake news. And I smoke in the weed. You're going to get this Paramax out. You're going to live a clean life. Yes, I go into a um, dissociative state because... You're tuned in to Hate Radio, broadcasting all across the galaxy. Break out the terror, Max, and put your kids to sleep. Here's your host, Hate Set. Hello and welcome to a spine-tingling new episode of Chronicle.su Hate Radio. Radio Hate is brought to you proudly by Dr. Angstrom Troubadours, blinding white light symptom checker. You put your every fear and worry into this fucking software, and it spits out whatever you want to hear. You're sick, you're diseased, you're clean, or you're good, whatever. Dr. T's got the answer. You just have to ask him a question. He's a sexy bitch, and he will make you better. Uh, I was thinking about gentrification, and um, who gives a fuck about that? That's hilarious, right? Gentrification. That's funny. Like, right away, you know this is going to be a real knee slapper coming up when we start to talk about population shifting. That's funny. No, but it's, uh, it's not really about gentrification, but it is about me trying to play music with people. And everywhere you go, all the cool places are getting shut down. It's like as soon as I show up, they they get shut down. And we find a place where we can play at a decent volume. Like, hey, oh, this is just like having freedom. Remember this guy's jamming? Everybody just getting lost in the music and super baked and just chilling out. Yeah, but uh, if, invariably, the police were called and uh, they, they finally shut the last uh, music party down that I knew of where you could just hang out and uh, play music with mofos. And it's it's kind of bullshit, right? Calling police to shut for, well, first of all, calling police is bullshit, but calling police specifically to shut down music? Who the fuck are you? Like, even if you're trying to raise your little shitty baby up there, like, who the fuck are you to shut down the culture happening around you because you decided to fuck up your life. Everybody else has to put down their good time so these fucking finance assholes can... And I moved in with them, you know? But I hate them. You know, I'm the new neighbor too, but I fucking... I get it, all right? But why is it that like they can pick up the phone and call the police? But, like, why, why is it that... Like, why can't I say, like, yes, hello, 911? You know, uh, someone is trying to raise a family next door, but we want to stay up all night playing music. Can you guys come out here and do something about this? Why aren't they on our side? Like, oh, yeah, you're right. That's pretty fucked up. That was stupid of them. We'll come out there and make sure that they know that that was fucking stupid to move in and try to have a baby where people party and do drugs and play music. Because why the hell, you know, what gives them the right? Oh, you were... You were brave enough to shit out a baby, so we all have to fucking be quiet downstairs. Go fuck yourself. Your families are so fucking important. It all started when, in I watched this documentary that said that this all started in like the 40s or the 50s in the baby boomers, because this was the first time like dad would 
walk in from his Chevy Bel Air and across his perfectly manicured lawn and walk in. His wife would have a steak ready on the kitchen counter and there'd be the children right there on the floor. And he'd kneel down. He'd get down on one knee on their level. He'd get on their fucking level and tell them, you guys are so special. You guys are special to me. And then they go to school and everybody's special. And we're all fucking special. And now we're just this snowball of special needs and nothing you know everything is it's like discovery zone or something level padding that you have to have around every people like people insist on having this membrane of sound like they want their their ears closed off like a you know like a retarded person and they want um they want uh, just to be like absorbed into a screen or just away from it, right? Closed off from everything. And if somebody tries to like barge in with like busking on the street or or playing too much loud music in your little lifey, and it makes you think that oh maybe I'm empty, like I better call the police and have them remove that bad feeling from my world. We're trying to raise a baby over here. And we were trying to raise this baby in a world where motherfuckers aren't playing music above us, below us, beside us, around us. We have a baby. Change the world around this fucking baby for me right now. And you turn your music off. And everybody, go home and change your fucking lives forever. Because you're not playing music here anymore. It's over. Why can't I call the police on those fucking degenerate monsters and what they're doing? Like, they're fucking up the world so exponentially just by even creating another person. And then we all got to pretend like they've done something that we and we should respect it and get behind it, do everything we can do to support it. Get out of the way. Here's a fucking baby sleeping in the building. God forbid it. Here's some 1970s fucking bass groove. This is ridiculous. It does kind of piss me off, though. And um, anger is such a rich emotion. (laughs) You know, at least it's the beginning of of hate. And this is hate radio, after all. Be sure to follow Kilgore and HateSec on Twitter.com. I'm HateSec, your host for the evening. While Bill Kilgore, uh, who the hell knows, man? That's... There's a reason we call him Wild Bill. And I, I think we're just about to uh, kick it up a notch here. Fucking, we're going to talk about Barrett Brown in just a minute. What else do we have to talk about? We're going to talk about drones. Drones are always hilarious. I love a good drone strike story. That's the funniest kind of drone story is one involving a strike. And oftentimes they'll use like what Hellfire missiles. That's a funny name for a missile. Kind of lets you. It's a little on the nose, but I mean it's the kind of thing you would really name a missile if you were running Lebel Droker or something. The Hell Yeah Fire, the fuck the fuck fire missile nine thousand. Dude, there was this really funny uh, piece of satire that I read in. 2007 and it was about this dude who would go to space and kick planets apart and and everything that he kicked like if he kicked his leg out his his leg would become a gun and then like out of that new gun leg he would grow other guns and every gun had its own gun and it's this like fractal practically expanding uh, just con- <laughs> fucking clusterfuck of guns and it becomes planet-sized right so then he's fighting wars on like a like a solar scale do you know what I'm, this fiction i'm talking about toss as fast as your ass buddy that's how fast them hellfire missiles is the bunker busters bitch they'll find you in that brooklyn basement apartment in a heartbeat they'll and the women and the fucking precious little babies too 
that you you got to hand it to the, the drones you know they they do not respect life women children whatever they don't give a fuck if you're playing music dude but um you know this story sounds familiar in some strange way the a foxnet from the chat it actually since we're bringing him up, Fuxnet from the chat, uh, who says that story sounds familiar in some strange way, Fuxnet from the chat was also, and I don't know what that means, by the way, but Fuxnet from the chat got involved with a wild Barry Brown. Of uh, He was the spokesperson for Anonymous. I have to take a sip of water. Made a little whistling sound. And... I mean, he was a legendary spokesman. He was the kind of leader that, uh, I mean, he uh, maybe he cut his teeth around the same time as Barack Obama. I don't want to put him on the same level, but Barry can raise a dollar and a fundraiser. Uh, he had Amazon. They were gonna, they were paying him for a book. Is that deal still on? Is he still? Or, or did they have to cancel that after his laptop went in his mom's dishwasher? I kind of lost the plot uh, sometime back during I don't give a fuck. So whatever happened with that, I mean, it's kind of it's odd that Barrett Brown is, is so connected and so good at raising money. Um, I just wonder, wonder where that comes from. Where, where does he get his ideas from? Somebody said, I don't want to call in in the chat. Tell me how I can call from a PC. He says, fuck phones. Monkey touches. I can sympathize with that. If you'd like to uh, add add us on Skype, yeah, Skype is cool. I, I'll take, you know, we'll take callers however uh, however I can help you. What about, um, what about Discord? I, I could maybe do Discord. I hate Discord, but... I won't do Discord, as a matter of fact. I just decided I'm not doing Discord. But um, you can you can <laughs> go to Walmart while the show is running and get yourself a burner phone. Uh, put some time on it. Use cash. Get away from the, the cameras when you activate it. And you know what I'm saying. And then your butthole falls out and the NSA comes and gets you. Before you even know it, they've snatched you out from under a drain in the street when you were walking in and you thought everything was funny you were going to make a joke on hate radio and now the nsa's got you by the butthole because you're fucking with the wrong people on the internet and you're hanging around on this weird fucking scum site this soviet union domain extension i mean dude it, it's bad enough look at what russia's done to our president and here you are fucking around on a website like chronicle.su you fucking animals. You sick fucks. What are you doing here? That's what they're, they, this is the questions they're going to ask you when they come in and they kick your door down and there's somebody standing there with a battering ram in his hand and he's about to drop it on your legs because he doesn't give a fuck. He thinks it's funny. And they're asking you these questions. What are you doing at Chronicle.su? Who's hate radio? Who's hate sex? Tell us some of your friends who uh, you know like to smoke drugs at a little light bulbs in a basement. And and they'll break you down. Lethal Troker is not liable, but is responsible for all dropped buttholes experienced due to purchasing burner cell phones and calling into the show. I guess our attorneys would have liked us to run that by them before beginning to just dole out promises on the broadcast. I, I think there's like a bunch of laws about that, as a matter of fact, about giveaways and stuff. Like you can't just jokingly say that you're going to give away a truck because then somebody will come knocking on my door like, hey, man, you realize like you fucking offered all those people a, a truck giveaway. Like, all right, where's the fucking truck, dude? $40,000. You said that thing was going to have a lift kit.
So somehow uh, Jihad or uh, FoxNet got in touch with Barrett Brown. It's just amazing what Twitter does. It connects people in wonderful ways and uh, better than Facebook. And their whole thing was connecting everybody. But Twitter's just so much better at it and uh, gets you right by the prostate and massages it. And it was in this fashion that Jihad and Barrett Brown <laughs> carried, carried out their communications. And it was some pretty funny shit where uh, Barrett was um, listing possible lawsuits. Like, you know, how about uh, li a libel suit for, the, for this tweet and a libel suit for that tweet and a libel suit for that tweet. And it's like because he thinks that, that because uh, your identity could be easily ascertained that, uh, that, that this threat must therefore be credible as if like James Galloway from Chronicle.su didn't make the same remark like you were just pointing something out on the internet. And uh, by you, I, I'm referring to Foxnet because I'm looking at his name in the chat room while I I talk about Barrett Hussein Barano. Now I'm just fucking around. Oh, but what are you going to do? This is fucking, this is silly shit. So I, I just want to jump right into the, the stuff and, and then we'll work backwards. We'll do like Pulp Fiction. But on March 22nd, uh, Barrett wrote uh, to Foxnet, if you believe any of what you just said, he said you would agree to a debate with me on the subject. And he he points to Adrian Chen, Hamilton Nolan, uh, Damian Cave, and Ravi Samaya, who all realize they're getting sued over this. So Barrett says he, he names four people in a single tweet that he's suing. He says, who all realize they're getting sued over this are smart enough to keep their mouths shut these days and not make it worse. So he's he's like openly uh, daring you to say more. <laughs> it's it's uh, uh, Foxnet in the chat says, it's not even the worst legal threat I've received in the last quarter. Now, by worst, do you mean... Um, in terms of like the quality, like the delivery of this particular threat, or or are you referring to worst as in like, oh, this is credible, there could be something to this. Barrett, uh, you know, Barrett Brown, he's got, well, while we're on the subject of uh, lawsuits, I've got a list of Barrett Brown's uh, board of directors um, who Jihad says, uh, is basically just a list of online harassers, starting with this guy Raymond Johansson. Johansson? I don't know. It all depends on his accent, how I would pronounce that name. But that guy uh, uh, is rumored to be, uh, what, like a, a shadowy figure? <laughs> what is... Um, what does Jihad say about him? How do we get back to it? First name listed, referring to Raymond Yo Johansson, is a guy who has spent years attacking and threatening activists on the internet and who also can't explain why the Hells Angels labeled him a police informant in 2002 or why his story about it has changed so much since it happened. Uh, Bear Brown responds, according to a notorious drama queen, that's you, Foxnet, who has repeatedly accused me of staging a Mexican kidnapping and did so while I was in prison. Uh, which, this is all last year, by the way. This is old. Anyway, uh, which Jihad says never happened. Um, we're going to take a caller. Hate radio. Uh, this is so much fucking fun. You're on Chronicle.su right now. How how you doing? Oh, he fucked off. Uh, 
So, what do you make of that fucking uh, purposely misgendering me? Oh, yeah. Okay, so the, let's see. We need to refer to jihad's gender. Real persona, fake person, psyops, broke my off switch. Oh, he, him, they, them. Yeah, you know what? I called somebody a cunt the other day to his face. I've never called someone a cunt before. But this guy was acting like a cunt, which is a very demeaning thing. Like if you call it a woman, because it kind of, it refers to a pattern of misogyny and misogyny and culture. So like you don't want to call a woman that. But when you call a man that, you're basically saying, dude, you're acting like a woman, and you're acting like a cunt. On top of it, you're acting, and I I called him a cunt. And he made this face because he was he was being a cunt and he knew it. And he made this face like, oh, I just I guess I can't be a cunt to that guy and like feel good about it. Like I wouldn't let him have it. I'm like, no, you're a cunt. Like you're going to talk to somebody about me. Good. Tell them what a cunt you are. And uh, that was how it ended. And I saw his face. It, it went from I'm in control of the situation to uh uh like this is just not my place <laughs> like i might as well have been a, like a level 100 troll in a dungeon to this guy uh this guy is trying to get a free pc service to call in oh that go ahead let's see what they say get them to call back uh and we'll talk to the pc people we'll tell them uh that we got we got a fucky box and we need somebody to come out and take a look at it. A uh, man was given a clean bill of health. Oh, wait a second. Are we, we're not even like remotely done with the Barrett thing. So Barrett Brown, uh, what does he do? Does he just leave these threats out in the open and and it just sits there like a big matzo ball hanging out? What are we? What are we to make of these? I mean, they're exposed. They're out in the air. You know, they either desiccate or uh, metastasize into something, right? He says he's already had what successful lawsuits against Adrian Chen. He really dislikes Adrian Chen. Uh, <laughs> yeah, why does he engage you? Foxnet says I. I honestly don't know why he engages me. Barrett. You know, I don't know why he engaged the Internet Chronicle when he called in. His girlfriend wanted him to do it, I think. So let's uh, let's get into the nitty gritty of this. Just in case, you know, anybody else might be listening. There's some other people on the board of directors here. Birgitta, Jan Stottir, Alex Winter, uh, Ross Baker, John Kiriakou. Oh, I know that guy. I think he was on Hate Radio. Uh, Mano Singham, and then it's cut off here. Jay Lederman, uh, Barry Eisler, Robert Tynes. It's too bad you can't, like he didn't at them and you can't click their names or anything. The dude loves Greg Hausch, the fucking snitch. There's a division and Greg Houch is in the middle of this division, I've noticed, where there are people who uh, could, who like really love Greg Houch and befriend him, um, you know, like at the interpersonal level, like they're they're really good friends and everything. Here I am talking like one of these fucking finance assholes walking around my neighborhood. They interface so well, but they're they're friends, right? And I got to respect their friendship because these people are friends of mine, but there is this division along this cast of characters. Uh, you know what I mean? That, um, that seems that I, I don't know what it means. I just, I noticed this division and it's almost like a right left thing, like a cyber libertarian, um, right i guess and then uh 
whatever's left of that. I don't know. I, I have no idea what I'm talking about right now. Uh, Greg it, Foxnet in the chat says, Greg is pretty well respected among people who either don't know about what he did or don't care. Uh, I would fall under the latter. I don't care. He's been involved. Uh, Foxnet said he's, he's been involved with the hacker scene for so long that he's just accepted by a lot of them. Yeah, I, that's probably uh, the case for a great many of us. Uh, I feel like just by virtue of the fact that I've been around for a while uh, <laughs> affords me a little purchase if I happen to say hello to somebody and, uh, and they might uh, say hello back. And then um, we can go on about our days uh, having validated one another's existences, which is what Twitter's all about in the end. Those numbers, dude, the way they deplatform people, that's got to hurt. That's got to be a real kick in the pills. Like uh, cutting, you, cutting you off at the knees. Uh, fortunately, I'm just a, a, I'm a, I'm a weak example of an online persona. And I've never been fucking banned or uh, muted or, or whatever it is that, that they do. And I've said some pretty crazy fucked up shit on there. So I either don't exist to people uh, or, you know, or they actually do check stuff. Because I know my stuff has been reported. And um, I, don't, I don't know if they follow up on that or, or what they do. Barrett Brown. Um, uses Twitter to issue threats, uh, threats of um, suit. No, if, if I go backwards, right? This is where he. Oh yeah, here he goes. So he he tells Jihad to delete tweets uh, or face um, face uh, litigation, right? Frazina Erda, did I say her name right? Frazina Erdow said it was really nice of Barrett Brown to tweet at me the other night, even if it was for his own reasons. I haven't forgotten you or the community. I just can't go back there yet. Oh, wow. And then uh, Jihad says, I must have missed that. Guy blocks me, which is understandable with all the questions I throw around. And it's totally all right. I don't hope for you to do anything, but what you need to do is stay sane. So this is Jihad offering uh little advice to our friend over there um, on her side of the internet trash heap. Uh, and then Barrett says, uh, you've repeatedly, he just comes in, dude. You've repeatedly libeled me and my nonprofit, routinely accused me of embezzling funds, including while I was in prison, etc. Barrett says, I've responded to every question you've asked and challenged you to debate me. This, uh, I guess this is what he's referring to when he points at Adrian Chen, too, which is so weird that he wants a debate in the same tweet as he announces these fucking lawsuits that he uses to <laughs> cajole people out of talking about him. Anyway, he says, um, uh, I've responded to every question you've asked and challenged you to debate me. He says, you're a coward, Jihad, a fool who helped weave with his Nazi operations Yif in hell. Now that last part, that actually sounds like a joke. Because Barrett knows that um, you provided you provided support to the Nazis, not out of any sympathy for Nazis, but you were just trying to run a fucking uh, IRC channel that uh, that these fucking people, because of its free speech protections, used as their nest as their mosaicly hive of scum and villainy. And, you know, ED didn't used to be that. It was a lot bigger at one time. It included a long list of channel users, and there was a time when the fucking around was uh, in good spirits, and it was a cool thing to run. So, what, you're the asshole for trying to preserve this this piece of internet history for as long as it'll last until it's completely used up by these fucking Nazi skinhead assholes. 
I mean, God bless them, but they were using the place as their, you know, as their little Gamora, where they're fucking <laughs> sucking each other's turds and stuff. It was just ridiculous at a certain point. And uh, I think anybody who uh, is reasonable would know that that's not the uh, that's not the type of outlook you want to foster. Foxnet in the chat said, yes, we've most definitely took advantage of my previous free speech absolutist stance. Yeah. Um, we've mentioned that a couple times on the show also about that exchange. And uh, as her, MacFags famously uh, publicly mentioned to Weave, like, hey, man, you know, she was she was just straight up it was some really easy thing to be on you know for she was like it, he was making some remark about the blacks or something and she was like yeah it's a bad look it's a bad look there weave now foxnet says he spoke it multiple times about how easily you can poison a leftist's image just by associating them and allowing their allies to pick them apart he's smart and malicious uh, are we referring to uh Weave right now. Weave is the uh, smart and malicious one. That sounds like a weave characterization. I am really, really. Uh, yeah, that was a that was a weave characterization. Weave is a, a and so anyway, so Barrett wants to bring weave into this and um and weaponize weave <laughs> against you just because we've existed in in your circle i mean he could do that to me too you know i uh it's hilarious dude i have a funny story about weave right so uh because asher and weave were such close friends um and and because asher was such a friend to us and uh, to the website and she was just in everybody's circle really uh she tried to you know she was trying to tell me i was like i don't know about weave you know like he he just there's just something about him i'm not sure and she's like nah you know i know i get what you're saying but he's a really cool guy and uh and you know we've just been friends for a long time and, and if jamie believed in somebody she would vouch for them and she vouched for weave and finally i was like you know i guess i just i never got to get to know him i i, I bet he is cool because like you guys are are clearly such close friends and um and and she said yeah yeah you know everybody's got a story to tell you know and it's it's not it's never we never know the whole story and i said yeah, yeah. well well by golly i bet weave is a pretty cool guy and i said something publicly like that the very next day dude there's the picture of him with the fucking swastika on his chest <laughs> Jamie spent hours breaking me down, right? And then the very next day, like, there, there he is with his bare chest in that big black fucking swastika the size of his breastplate. I was like, there, there goes your man. Yeah, yeah, that, there's, that's our man. Um, but, but this is what Barrett says. There goes your man. We've, and where was I reading that? Uh, let's see. Uh, oh, you're a drama queen, dude. Wait, I'm on the wrong. Uh, I'm on the wrong computer. Where's Barrett over here? Oh yeah, here it is. Um, oh, and he got a lot of likes for that and a few retweets. Uh, Fruzina talks a little bit. Okay, and then Jihad says uh, we've had an IRC channel on my network. Oh, this is what we just went over, which I eventually removed. Uh, which brought about death threats. Oh yeah, so I'm sure we've went and played the victim to his people. Like, ew, he took away our free speech zone. Fucking go after him. Internet, do your thing. That tattoo was really when some of us that knew for a long time really came to terms with the state of things, Foxnet says. That was when he came out as a white nationalist. That article, that image was published. Uh, there's a curious story about that. I, I don't know if I, if I'm allowed to tell this story, but, 
you know, I, I guess it, it couldn't hurt anyway. I don't know, man. There's This is a complicated fucking network of uh, assholes in, in this story, man. Uh, you know, a lot of this is, like, probably a little too inside, and uh, maybe I won't go through it on the air after all. But we'll continue on with this uh, with this Barrett Brown shit because he he comes out and he he wants uh, he wants Jihad to delete tweets. He says ready to delete this one too, and it's a tweet of uh, Jihad talking about staging a Mexican kidnapping. Uh, you mean me calling you a liar for saying that? And Anon was kidnapped by the Zetas and then subsequently released after pressure from. Hashtag op cartel. Jihad says because, yeah, I did that shit. Ferret uh, Brown says, too bad you can't delete this one, eh? He think, he's being clever. Aaron Gallagher, this is a different account, but he is bringing it in. I don't know if I should... Yeah, this is, this is getting bullshitty. But Jihad says, are you okay, Barrett? We both know that we can get the media to report whatever the fuck we want. Barrett Brown says, either you know where the account of the kidnapping came from, or you don't. Either you're aware of what my actual role in Op Cartel was, and can make the case that I said a single untruthful thing about it, or you can't. And no, I could never get press to report on Archimedes. Uh, Jihad says, I appreciate you admitting that there's no evidence supporting that whole sad saga, and I definitely have respect for your ability to bullshit some damage control. And this is when Barrett goes nuclear, and he's and he brings in the four names of the people uh, who are getting sued over this, whatever this is. And um, let's see, there's finally one more uh, reply. Um, we are at Bullshit Bedrock on Hey Radio tonight. This is a crazy episode. I don't think I've ever gone uh, this in-depth before. It says, uh, let me see, that was when he came. Uh, Foxnet in the chat says he's saying, ready to delete this one too, because he says I delete my old tweets to cover up my lies or whatever. Oh, I thought he was demanding that you delete a tweet and that uh, or else the the big bad lawyers are going to come after you but he's saying are you ready to delete this one too because uh, that's how you cover up your lies I don't know dude if you're building a web of lies you don't want to pluck one out you're going to fuck up the whole spider web are you libeling him how are you libeling him because you're saying I mean, what 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 does he think that you're saying he did? Because he he does. Uh, <clears throat> I mean, what did Adrian Chen say that Barrett did? What did what is anyone doing to Barrett? Sue Basco, anyway, is going to take on Barrett's case, and uh, she's joining the ranks of Jay Lederman and. Uh, the rest of the pursuance team, Alex Winter, John Kiriak, who heavy hitters like Raymond Johansson. Uh, you might have heard of Mano Singham. You might have heard his name in the annals of internet chronicle history. These are some, these are some real uh, power players with a lot of cock swagger on the board. And Someone on this board, some combination of these people, would be the people that uh, that told Barrett, yeah, you probably want another lead developer because that guy, I don't think he can do it. Uh, Foxnet in the chat says, I don't know about Chen and the rest, but I say some things about Op Cartel. They claim that an Anon was kidnapped by the Zetas and then Op Cartel's activism led to the Anon being released. I claim bullshit on that. That's the extent of it. I think it's fair to claim uh, to at least you know be skeptical of anything, but especially uh, when people want to take credit for stuff, like, yeah, that was me. 
like uh, didn't didn't fair at one time when when he was the spokesperson for anonymous he was like hey arab spring you're welcome no 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 but yeah that was me look i'm not saying anything but i was the spokesperson for anonymous during the arab spring as one dictator after another fell after another yeah that was me i'm a pretty good old boy though baby god damn baby look i'm not saying i don't want to say i'm not saying i'm a hero i did what i had to do that was me yes the arab spring that was me uh so yeah when when he wants to take credit for uh some somebody getting released by a drug cartel man i'd like to hear it from the cartel could we talk to the cartel and then be like yeah actually barrett was the guy i mean we were just gonna saw the motherfucker's head off and you know how we do we had a mass grave we already had 199 other people we were gonna execute along with him but op cartel on twitter took off and barrett brown you could say spearheaded that whole thing right through our hearts and there came a point when not one of us after barrett brown came on the scene had it had it within us to execute that boy and we let him go the response is that multiple Mex this is foxnet again in the chat uh, their response is that multiple Mexican media outlets ran stories about it, and that's why it's legit. Their response is that multiple Mexican media outlets ran stories about it, and that's why it's legit. Okay, so it got a little traction. It it picked up. It, it's it snowballed in the Mexican media because anything that they can get out of the United States and some kind of like uh, relevance to Mr. Robot. <laughs> Right, they're they're gonna aim for that. So good, good for the Mexican news outlets, at least uh, trying to follow some bleeding edge tech shit. But so what are the, I guess so he got credit in the Mexican media. They they gave him credit for it. They said Brown, Brown. I wonder if they had his, uh, they, if they had those like uh, those flag poles. That, that holds a standard straight up and tall, and they were walking around with Barrett's face. Like, bat off the brown. Why do I do that? Well, you can't see what I'm doing, but anyway. I'm alone in a dark room. Nobody can see me. And I feel safe here. Where do we go next with the Barrett Brown thing? Have we gotten to the bottom of it? We still don't know why he does this. And it, it does seem to me like, like the one thing that I can really identify with is, uh, is spinning out in public because I will, uh, I will on purpose, I will go on the internet and, um, and lash out at, at everyone at the same time. And I'll dare people to get close to me just so that I could hurt them. And, um, you know, I uh, so I I might not I understand the content of Barrett's freak out. I mean, it's it's really a lot to follow because still, uh, you're not libeling him if you say if if you just say that that wasn't him because you can you can still admit that maybe he wanted that to be the true that he wanted to be the one who <laughs> rescued that anon right everybody takes a shower and fantasizes about typing the right fucking tweets out and rescuing some kids trapped in a mine or something but who actually who actually gets to live that fantasy and what are the odds that it's it's someone that is already like in this narcissistic hero fantasy where he's at the center of it 
I mean, dude, when I was uh, when I was seven years old, I used to uh, have a major crush on this girl in my class, and um, I would when I, when I was like alone at home or at school, I would daydream about her and if she was like ever in trouble right like i would i'd find her in an alley surrounded by people and i would use my taekwondo moves that i knew and i would fucking rescue that bitch and i would kick people's sternums in and crush their fucking throats uh and rescue her you know i'd have her on one under one arm and i have my other arm up on the ledge of the building and i'm fucking pulling us straight up out of the alley away from the attackers because that's how much I love her, and I'm her fucking hero right now. Everybody wants to live that, dude. What are the... Yeah, that was me. That that cultural revolution where uh, stability was completely disrupted across Northern Africa, and why would you want to take credit for that in the first place? Yeah, that was me. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I'm just fucking around. But this is, this is funny, man. You're not saying... Uh, anything libelous by saying that you tried to do something and it didn't happen how is that libel am i just missing something that you're saying uh, uh anonymous skeptical of proposed attack on zeta's drug cartel okay uh anyway i guess to understand this we we really have to uh, understand op cartels so uh, op cartel uh, and a non and announced uh, anonymous operation to take on the Mexican drug cartel known as the Zetas. This is from two, 2011, by the way. Seems like it might be in line with Anonymous's recent shift away from pursuing lulls in favor of morals motivated attacks against pedophiles. This is the beginning, ladies and gentlemen, of moral fag Anonymous that we're reading about here, misbehaving corporate corporations and repressive regimes it, it took on a whole new thing it was about attacking scientology in 2007 which was the roots of moral fag anonymous really when you get right down to it it was like the blueprint for turning anonymous into a, a thing of protest um, but despite the press that the announcement garnered there seems to be little support among anonymous for the action and there's hints that the announcement is meant to bring into being the very attack it's actually threatening to carry out. Anonymous has launched a number of campaigns in the last year. Operation Payback was launched against major copyright holders after an anti-piracy firm was caught using black hat, black hat tactics against file sharers. Um, Operation Avenge Assange targeted financial institutions that refused to allow donations to WikiLeaks. This was when they were attacking the MasterCard servers. And the article goes on, and Anons have been involved with Occupy Wall Street. While not completely jettisoning the lulls, the operations have clearly taken Anonymous in the direction of taking a side in contentious societal issues. There was the green Anonymous. You remember the green guy? He was like in a stretchy green screen suit, and he was like silly and fun. And then new Anonymous came along. It was black and white. It was that pointy, angular fucking suit anonymous not fun anonymous no this is uh this is the fascist anonymous uh, the move to take on a murderous cartel also fits with anonymous's history of bold apparently fearless actions of anti-sec against anyone they deem target worthy whether the target carries guns or not still everyone anonymous and not seems to agree that going after the zetas who are known for hanging people by their own intestines would be a new level of ambitious it might even be the point where anonymous would bite off more than they could chew but there's some nagging problems with the video uh, that proposes the op and they've got the video here i'm not gonna fuck with it right now it makes claims about kidnapping, but has no clear details. I think this is where the problems arise. It claims the victim of the kidnapping had been part of a paper storm op, meaning an action where posters are plastered around an area. Like you would also do this from a plane or something where you drop leaflets on people. But there's no link anywhere that shows that that happened. 
most troublesome of all, the Mexican Anons seem to want nothing to do with it as Global Voices details. Global Voices is the name of the publication. There's a link here uh, where fear, uncertainty, and doubt about op cartel. Anyway, it's useless to ask whether op cartel is a fraud, wherever it came from. If it picks up steam, it will be an anonymous operation. If, as many Anons I talked with have said, no one will touch it with a 10-foot pole, it simply never will become one, regardless of its origin. It's such a creepy idea. Like, we're going to, what, from an IRC, attack a cartel? Op Cartel looks like a perfect example of let's you and him go fight a setup where a third party gets the first two parties into a conflict for their own aims. Oh yeah, it does. Uh, just setting up a fight, man. Why don't you go fight that Mandingo over there? I'll give you 20 bucks. Hey Mandingo, did you hear what this motherfucker said about you? Here's 20 bucks. <laughs> oh my god, dude. And, alright, so now let's go back to the Barrett tweets, because we are almost uh, at the bottom of this story. Um, either, so Barrett said, either you know where the account of the kidnapping came from, or you don't. Either you're aware of what my actual role in Op Cartel was, and can make the case that I said a single untruthful thing about it, or you can't. Did he is he trying to say that you have to make a case that he said a single untruthful thing about it? Like is he admitting to having said one single untruth, but then he contests this other shit you're saying? Like that just seems a little too nuanced. I don't think he would do that and not explain it. But it's um it's saying trust me. You have to you have to trust him. There's that picture of him with the Zetas with Los Zetas, right? That was them breaking bread. They made peace. Uh, Kilgore is, look, man, uh, uh, Kilgore is in a lot of trouble with the law right now, and he can't make it to tonight's episode. I have been on the phone all night with his fucking attorneys, and uh, he is embroiled in a lawsuit with Barrett Brown, uh, that has everybody's hands tied and yeah whatever you know i don't know i th i think billy's with the cartel or something and he's in trouble with the law johnny law that is i don't know where kilgore is i uh i didn't tell him we were doing a radio program um I, he might need a hideout he, he's got a he's got a couple hidey holes up in the mountains, he he could he could lay under a rock for the winter if he had to. Uh, one thing Bill does have is a computer, and thank God for that because uh, computers open the doors to uh, better ways to improve our our lives and our, and our health and. Uh, Dude, wait a second. How are you libeling Barrett by saying that, like, yeah, you just, you know, like, either that didn't happen or, or like, you didn't play a, as big a role in that as you said you did. You, you're not libeling him by, by saying you don't think that happened or that's true. That's just you saying you, you don't think something is true. That's not libel. Libel would be to say that Barrett Brown intentionally uh, misled his audience to make money or something. Which that's a whole other story. If you know, if you want to say that on on the next episode of Hey Radio, I'll give you a platform to do it, buddy. We'll get these lawsuits rolling. Sue Basco will be our next caller. Uh, a man was given a clean bill of health after searching his symptoms online. This is, uh, uh, he would have to know the difference. Barrett Brown would have to know the difference. Um, he is educated, right? I mean, he knows that he knows what libel is. 
and all that stuff. The difference between libel and slander he would know because he's writing libel and we are at least uh, talking about the written form. But, but I mean, it's just, it's not, uh, you know, you aren't attempting to defame him. You know, you're not, uh, you're not like fucking with his estate. I don't know. This is silly. Uh, this is, look, man, miracles happen every day. Okay. And there's a, there's a story fresh out of the internet chronicle. I'm so excited to bring it to you tonight. A uh, man, after using his computer as, as Bill, I tried to segue that because Bill has a computer. He runs the internet chronically. You better have a fucking computer. Uh, I, but I would hope that if Bill is sick, that he would use this uh, this symptom checker. We're about to get into it. Like a like a this is a story about Jeremy Fisher. There's a guy called Jeremy Fisher, who he, he's like a fucking rabbit scampering around in the woods. This degenerate piece of shit ran his every sensation through a search engine one night after smoking too much pot and confronting his own mortality. The 34-year-old man replaced doctors with websites in 2007 after aging out of his parents' health care and being generally too unlikable for full-time employment, which would have afforded him something like health care. After switching exclusively to Dr. Angstrom Troubadour's symptom checker, however, Jeremy's general condition and overall well-being improved tenfold for free. There's, uh, there's a nice picture in the news media today where you... Uh, Jeremy Fisher is really making a face for himself, and uh, his face is locked into a permanent, rigid stare after uh, what he called an epic symptom search uh, eased his concerns. He says, I feel so much better now. But he is, his face is in a catatonic, kind of a stupor. Like, he's not, he's not even present. But he says he feels better. And, uh, According to Jeremy, a series of Google searches confirmed his suspicions that chest sensation was nothing to worry about and he should really just try to relax. Jeremy said, I was up all night pacing the floor, worrying about it. What is it? Am I going to die? Is this what dying feels like? That's when Jeremy remembered he had the entire wealth of mankind's knowledge at his fingertips on the internet, which is connected to his home masturbation and pleasure station. Jeremy said, I googled that shit fast and hard. Advertisements crisscrossed my screen, sliding over the content I desperately needed to survive. I X'd them out methodically, because medical information is worth mining for. I got my confidential results in just minutes. Finally, Jeremy broke through a wall of warnings until he reached a screen stating that he could have heart failure as a result of complications from heart cancer, unless he closed that window too. That's the beauty of the product, Dr. Troubadour mansplained to Internet Chronicle reporters Thursday. See how Jeremy got involved in his own caregiving? This product interactively helps people neglect their health, improving wellness. Now, Dr. Troubadour is a well-respected source of medical advice on the Internet Chronicle. And, and I'm not just fucking around when I say uh, that the man's word comes with a bit of merit, okay? You should see the degrees on this fucker's walls. And it, like, I understand that his name came up and that whole, that whole thing where people were paying to get their families into school and all that shit. But I'm pretty sure that once this all shakes out, he's going to be exonerated. Anyway, Troubadour said that by closing the final pop-up window, Jeremy was rewarded with sweet medical truths, the likes of which many will never know. What lies in wait beyond the very last advertisement? On an all-new episode of Chronicle.su. No, we'll finish it now. Dr. Troubadour's super double symptom checker. Uh, Jeremy comes back. <laughs> For some reason, Jeremy <laughs> interjects in this fucking story. He says, hey, it's Jeremy again. Remember me? I'm the only source in the fucking story. So anyway, I'm a fucking retard who believes what he reads online. Dr. Troubadour's medicine software assured me I am only being paranoid, and it is indeed the act of searching symptoms which causes the symptom. wonder what that means. 
As for getting a job and finding insurance, fat chance, Jeremy says. He's just downright unlikable. Doctors say there ain't nobody can get along with a piece of shit like Jeremy. Jeremy says, I just kind of act like a cock towards everybody I know. Everyone I meet thinks I'm a cock. Jeremy says, I'll commit to the right job when it matches my skill set, which may be nothing. But at least I'm not jockeying for position downtown in some hellish rat race I don't even believe in. You guys at Internet Chronicle probably think you're hot shit because you're news reporters, huh? Is that it? Well, I see right through you fucking cunts. Oh, he called us cunts. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Jeremy called us cunts. Jeremy. Jeremy. <laughs> well, at least we're here to defend ourselves. He says our stories are obvious fakes. Well, shows what the fuck you know, Jeremy. You look up all your medical information online. The Internet Chronicle. God damn, dude. What a fucking website. Now, really, with all this Russia shit going on, what are you doing? Looking at Chronicle.su. The Soviet Union. You're sucking around in a fucking number station now. You know, you're going to listen to those code towers tonight after the radio show's done? You fucking weirdos. I mean, you guys are like the weirdest of the weird to be here right now doing this. And now the numbers are dropping. <laughs> God damn it. Oh, what do we do? I'll, I'll look at the notes. I'll look at the notes real quick. Because there's got to be more, right? Follow Kilgore and HateSec on twitter.com you can follow jihad from the story at fluxnet uh, twitter you can follow barrett brown by typing his name with an underscore after it you can follow adrian chen uh by if you just take a right past the pharmacy and you'll see uh, a dark wooden sign and it has no letters or, or numbers on it but you knock three times and Hello, 911? Somebody's trying to raise a fucking family next door. Could you guys please get out here and give us a quiet place to play music? Hate Radio is brought to you proudly by Liebel Droger Incorporated, Barrett Brown, Black Sabbath, ACDC, The Black Crows, Dr. Angstrom Troubadour, and the Symptom Checker, which is already, I mean, the medical data that you stupid motherfuckers are handing over to us before the show has even ended, is just swelling my balls up with cum that I'm going to I'm gonna unload into uh, a bottle, and I'm going to drink it. This is Radio Hate. Uh, let's see here. All the links are there in the chat. I'm HateSec. I I think I've covered everything. I, I know that some jokes didn't make it into the show and I'm forgetting some shit, but how long has it been going on? It's over, dude. It's over. I, I've done an hour show by myself. Hey, well, really, Fuxnet has been a major part of this show. We couldn't have done it without Fuxnet. Thanks a pant load. Uh, to everyone else who uh, tuned in and like decided to be barnacles on the glorious and infallible ship that is the Chronicle.su. This is Hate Radio. It's Saturday night. Go fuck yourselves. It was the first snow of winter, and I knew that she'd go. And so I followed her. Walking down the road from home I caught her with her new man But you can bet That she'll never go again To Dry Creek in. I caught her and I taught her I taught her what was right I taught her when the sharp end of a knife
yet And if it hadn't been for Sarah They'd have caught me She took me in and hit me She cooked for me and did me But I'll never go again To Dry Creek I caught her and I taught her Taught her what was right. I taught her with a sharp end of a knife. Thank you.